This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Castrovance, and this is our weekly look at the Cleveland Indians. I am joined, as I am each and every week, by Jordan Bastian and JB. Wow. A lot to go over here uh, since we last spoke. Last time we spoke, we were talking about the Danny Salazar injury and the uh, consequences of that particular absence as the Indians uh, go into October. And now we've got another big one. Carlos Carrasco hit on the hand by an Ian Kinsler uh, line shot back to the mound. And fifth metacarpal broken. Carrasco is out. Rotation that was once such a great strength for this club has been whittled down to a precious few. What is your take on this injury and, and how it affects things going into the postseason? Yeah, it's been a pretty boring week here in Cleveland. Um, no, yeah, I mean it's it's pretty devastating. You know, I think the uh, the tribe's outlook as once sort of being the favorite in the American League to to potentially go to the World Series, you know, that's taken a huge hit. You know, when you lose guys of Salazar and Carrasco's caliber, you know, Salazar maybe there's a chance he could come back if they do make it into the deeper rounds. Um, but I don't know if you can count on him as a starter at that point. Maybe you're looking at a potentially impactful reliever, but you got to get there first. Yeah. You know, that's a long ways away. Um, you know, this is a team that still is very talented in a lot of other areas. One of the best base running teams in baseball, second in the American League in runs scored, one of the top defenses in the American League, and their bullpen since Andrew Miller's been here has arguably been the best in the majors. So it's not like they're lacking in other departments, but. When you start forecasting to postseason matchups, and you're looking at Kluber, uh, kind of an unpredictable Trevor Bauer, and Josh Tomlin and Mike Clevenger, you know the road suddenly becomes a lot more daunting for this team. What do you think of? Uh, how do you think this is going to play out? Uh, it's all speculation at this point. The Indians really won't address anything publicly as far as mm-hmm. you know what their postseason outlook for the rotation would be until they are actually you know guaranteed to be going right. to the postseason. They still have to nail down the division. Uh, they're certainly in, in great position to do so after taking two or three from the Tigers over the weekend. But uh, for an October rotation, you talk about bringing Kluber back on short rest, uh, and there's talk of piggybacking uh, Tomlin and, and Clevenger. Um, who do you trust? Who don't you trust? What do you think for the October rotation? Kluber, Bauer, pray for three days of showers. There you go. Is that, that, that's what we're doing? No, you know what? When we talked to Mickey Calloway the other day um, in the wake of the Carrasco injury, you know, he had an interesting comment. He, I mean, he came right out and he said the good thing is Kluber and Bauer could probably pitch every four days. Uh, he said Bauer's arm never hurts and Kluber's just a beast, to use his quote. Uh, so when you start looking ahead towards the, the way the division series uh, dates stack up, you know, Kluber could come back on short rest, and, and you would only need to do that with one of your guys, you know, conceivably Kluber, in that uh, first-round setting if you went with a three-man rotation. So you could maybe go Kluber-Bauer and then kind of monitor Clevenger and Tomlin down the stretch, you know, see who you feel gives you the best chance to win, 
maybe have it be a piggyback type situation, have one of those guys available out of the bullpen, you know, in case you need to have a quick hook because the hook does get a little quicker mm-hmm. in the October setting. So I think it's also going to be interesting to see how they line up that bullpen. Uh, there's obviously some clear candidates, but then behind the front four of Miller, Allen, Shaw, and Otero, you know, Tito could go a lot of different ways here. But at least for the first round, uh, I do think it could be a realistic scenario to see a three-man rotation. All right. Well, we know how uh, some members of the fan base felt, or at least I did, based on some of the text messages I received <laughs> as soon as uh, yeah. Carrasco got hurt. And we know how one local beat writer felt, Paul Hoynes of uh, Cleveland.com, uh, made his thoughts known that night, uh, the night Carrasco's injury, uh, that, that he felt September 17th was the day the Indians' postseason dreams died before they began. Uh, that column was met with uh, a lot of uh, a reaction, uh, both from the fan base, from the team. Uh, Jason Kipnis had some pointed words uh, on Twitter, as did Trevor Bauer. Um, what did you think about that controversy and, uh, and, and Hoynes' thoughts on things? Yeah, there's a lot of different ways we could go here. Uh, a uh, is I have the utmost respect for, for Paul Hoynes. I mean, he's been covering the Indians as long as I've been on planet Earth. Um, so he's earned a lot of, you know, leeway. He's seen a lot of baseball, and he's earned the right to write columns and, and issue his opinion. Um, and then on the other side, you know, in this day of social media, uh, if he's allowed to put his opinion out there, the players are allowed to respond with their opinion. Um, and obviously a team like the Indians that has overcome so much already, uh, whether it's Michael Brantley, Jan Gomes, you know, Salazar, Carrasco, you know, the list goes on, you know, they're going to look for anything to continue to motivate them and gravitate towards. And I think this is just one more thing um, that will give them a little bit of bulletin board material and use as motivation. Um, so along those lines, that's all fine and that's all fair grounds. Now, uh, as, a, as a journalist, as a beat reporter, you know, I think dealing in absolutes is a, is a dangerous way to go about it. You know, he wrote definitively that the season, the postseason dream is dead before it begins. And I think if you look at, you know, even as recently as last year at a Royals team that, you know, had a middle-of-the-pack rotation, you know, they found ways to get it done and win. A couple years ago, Madison Bumgarner with a uh, sort of middle-of-the-pack rotation just hoisted the team on his back and carried them to the World Series. And, you know, I wouldn't put it out of the realm of possibility that Kluber could get hot like that as well and the Indians could use him similarly. And as we mentioned before, um, you know, it's not like this team is lagging in other departments. You know, so I think there are ways uh, that the Indians can have success. And I think with the bullpen that they have right now, when you're talking about Clevenger or Tomlin, maybe you're talking about five innings. You know, get us through five innings, and then Andrew Miller and the gang can can lock it down. So uh, I don't think uh, their postseason dreams have died. Uh, I do think their postseason dreams are maybe not as realistic as they were just a week ago. And all you got to look at is the playoff odds and projections to see that. They went from, I think, around 13% down to about 9% in the wake of the two injuries, which is a 30% drop in a, in a matter of days, which isn't insignificant. But at the same time, they still have the second-best odds among the American League contenders right now. So uh, that's kind of my initial take on the whole situation. Yeah, it's, it's, it's obviously... So on, on one hand, he went out on a limb with an absolute. On the other hand, you didn't really go out on a limb because to, to say any team is not going to win the World Series is, is actually not <laughs> It's that. in your favor. It's in your favor. Uh, I, I think the Cubs 
uh, projections right now are south of 20% to win right. the World Series. Yeah. So, yeah, on the one hand, not going on a limb. But, yeah, anytime you deal in absolutes in this business, that is uh, dangerous um, because in October is such a uh, unusual time in this sport. Uh, it, it's a one-month sample that is unlike any one-month sample in the regular season. It's managed differently. It's played differently. It's scheduled differently, so bullpens can take on added prominence. Um, I think I looked up last year, bullpens accounted for about 40% of the innings. The Royals averaged five innings out of their starters. So um, certainly ways to piece it together, but there's no getting around the fact uh, that you know the Indians have a challenge now with, with two-fifths of the rotation on the shelf. But as far as Hoynes goes, he told me the story before about uh, upsetting Mel Hall, the <laughs> Indians outfielder in the 80s. And ended up in a locker. Ended up in a locker. I'd, I'd much rather get called out on Twitter by Trevor Bauer uh, than have Mel Hall. Or Albert Bell. Or Albert Bell uh, mad at me in person, yeah. hovering over me in a locker. Yeah, exactly. I think uh, I was listening to Zach Meisel and Hoynes' recent podcast, too. <laughs> I think uh, Zach asked him, you know, what do you think Mel Hall or Albert Bell would have tweeted at you? And he said, tweeted at me. They would have been waiting for me. You know, and so Paul's not a guy, like, he knew what he was doing. He knew what he was writing. He knew there would be negative reaction. And, you know, he also said he regretted not coming in on Sunday. It was a scheduled day off. He didn't come in. And I know Paul, uh, you know, it, I think he does regret not coming in Sunday because he's not a guy that's backing away. He didn't not come Sunday because he was afraid of what was right. uh, going to be the reaction when he showed up. Uh, he came Tuesday and, and faced the players after that, and he'll be here for the rest of the season and through the playoffs. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the players sort of treat him down the stretch. You know, Maybe this will just be a short-lived uh, uh, thing, uh, but I do think he does carry respect in that room. Um, for the amount of years he's done this job and, and things like that. So uh, there's a lot of ways to debate this. There's no black or white. There's no Team Hoynes or Team Bauer. It's, there's a lot of gray area. and um, it's, uh, it's just, I, again, this team right now is looking for anything, um, and I think the timing of it was an issue. You know, that game, they lost Carrasco two pitches into the game. The bullpen then logs 10 shutout innings. Yeah. And the guy who won the game with the walk-off hit, Jose Ramirez, is the guy that has stepped up in Michael Brantley's place. Yeah. So I think on that night, the team felt like it was a day to celebrate the resilience of the team. And, hey, maybe a day or two later, if you want to kind of paint the realistic picture, you know, and throw the word probably or likely in there. Well, uh, maybe it doesn't even have that day to be uh, right. deep dead, I don't right. think. But, yeah, I, I understand your point, and that was uh, quite a victory, and, and a victory for the September roster as well. Yes. Because, Quite a, quite a way to gut that out with, with the bullpen. And, and, yeah, that's the bigger picture point coming out of that weekend against Detroit. They, they did win two of the three. They took care of business there. That was mm-hmm. a highly anticipated series for both sides. Uh, talked to Mike Napoli just about you know, his nervous anticipation before Friday's game, sitting in the dugout, just, just absolutely thrilled to be in this position. And, um, boy, the way this team handled Detroit this year is just unreal. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, you know, this is a, the Detroit team that really manhandled the Indians over the last few years to the point where I think they got in Cleveland's heads, you know, in the heads of the players, and, you know, they would see that they were playing Detroit or going to Detroit, and they were already sort of up against it before the first pitch was even thrown, and this year it felt flipped. It yeah. felt the opposite way. You you know, when they came off that recent road trip, which didn't go great, and they saw that they were playing Detroit and they were at home, it, you had that feeling that they were going to try and, you know, push the pedal to the floor again, and they did that. So, And I do think that's sort of again, lends to the reaction of the players. I think the players believe there's a lot of positive things to focus on and 
uh, among those is their resilience and the fact that they're closing in on this division title. So whether it's Paul Hoynes or a Detroit writer or a column you write or, or a stat I give out there, anything that's going to be perceived in the negative, uh, I think is going to be latched onto these players. Uh, and, you know, whether it's via Twitter or conversations in the clubhouse, I mean, we have to deal with that stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. Guys like Paul and I who are here every day, uh, hear it from players all the time, whether it's a tweet or something we wrote. So, you know, it's not uncommon, but uh, the the uh, the public nature uh, of what just happened, I think, is what was unique about about this situation. All right, that's the latest from Jordan Bastian, and we will check back in with you all uh, the last week of the regular season, and then beyond that in October, and we'll see how deep the Indians can go with this battered rotation. Battered but not shattered. How about that? Sure. Okay, sure. That's the best we can do on short notice. We'll get back to you with a better uh, theme. But thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Cleveland Indians edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home in the office or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.